conflicting reports on that. So I'm thank you, Fernando. Yes. What happened yeah. There. Yeah. The hot stove is hot. Uh, all right, so J-Lo performed at the inauguration today, and J-Lo and her husband, A-Rod, decided to take some pictures. L- uh, LZ, <laughs> Clinton, what do you think of the pictures? So, okay, there's a couple things that need to be discussed here, which is that, first of all, shout out to June, who works with us, who writes about baseball as well, who calls A-Rod the Forrest Gump of sports because he's just always, like, at things. And you're like, Everywhere. what is he doing there? And you're like, Everywhere. oh, right. Everywhere. Turns out. He's with J-Lo. And you, not that you forget about that, but you kind of do because you think, okay, J-Lo's performing at the inauguration. You don't necessarily think about A-Rod popping up on a riser somewhere near the Capitol. But they took these pictures on the steps of the Capitol looking like, you know, the flyest Congress people ever to, you know, lay eyes, you know, to, to grace this country. But there's like this third dude there. Who is that third person? Is that like their driver? Is that somebody's brother or nephew? I don't even know who that guy is, but they looked great. And J-Lo, of course... Let's get loud. Get it out there. I loved every single part of this. Third dude. Was he short? Uh, they were all sitting on steps, so I don't know. Oh, stocky? Kind of like... Kind like, of? Yeah. I mean, uh, I can could, send you the shots. It it, it, uh, it might be their publicist, is a, who is a guy I know. Uh, it might be this guy, Ron Berkowitz, who is the publicist. Get this. for Originally for Jay-Z, okay? Then obviously then became the publicist for Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, then was the publicist for A-Rod during his darkest time and got him uh, kind of sort of back even before J-Lo and then uh, adds J-Lo I guess to the mix now too. This is so, going to sound terrible but I don't think this guy's name is Ron Berkowitz. I mean oh, I, just, I just. Okay then not the guy then, not, then it's not that guy. <laughs> it could um, be. You know but it could have been. Wearing, that's the only other person gloves. I know that travels with them regularly. So Gotcha. Okay, okay well he's wearing driver's gloves. He's got a houndstooth jacket on. Yeah. And he's got a bow tie on. He looks pretty good. But, but I, I love that. I, there. I love that A-Rod has turned into Where's Waldo. I mean I think it's a fantastic <laughs> you know new venture for the rest of his life. I love like, that guy's life. I couldn't live it but he's got a fun one. What a turnaround story right like you know a comeback story like we've had a lot of them in this country but that one is pretty impressive too. pretty big one pretty yeah. big one for sure all right that's what you need to know presented by morongo play it safe good time so momo's gonna stop by in about 12 minutes we'll talk to her i do want to get to this adam silver story in a second but um you're listening to ksb in los angeles by the way but we got a lot of calls clinton we got a lot of people on the board that want to chime in on whether philip rivers is a hall of famer uh feel free also if you're a parent to add into the equation of what is a tougher job being a quarterback for 18 years or being the parent of nine kids um also we were talking about these bradley beal rumor uh you know clinton you, you know I, we're kind of on the same path here where it's like I don't think the Lakers really need to trade anything for Bradley Beal because he's going to be a free agent in two years. Um, So I I just don't see the need necessarily for it. The Lakers are the best team in the league, and we're in agreement there. And then, of course, Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. I want it. You're not so keen on it um, because you think the mix could be uh, an issue there. So let's get to the phones. Mike is in L.A. He wants to talk about Phillip Rivers first. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So I did want to hit both topics. I'll start with Philip Rivers. I've actually uh, been to the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, and of course Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. The guy has like 420 touchdowns. Didn't he have like some crazy consecutive game streak? Yes, I mean, he did. That gamer. is another part of his He's everything that that's right about football. And as far as a tough job goes, I don't know. When you stand on the sidelines and hear the violence of and, and the collisions, maybe a quarterback is a tougher job than even if it's nine kids. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a quarterback. You know, th- that's a ferocious sport right there. But um, I do I do think Phillip Rivers is a slam dunk Hall of Famer. The guy, yeah, you know what? Come on, you guys, everybody thinks Eli Manning's going to be a Hall of Famer. Give me a break. Just 
you know, I know he won two Super Bowls, but it's not even close, in my opinion, as far as Philip Rivers versus Eli Manning. Come on. Um, I'm not all into, you know, Super Bowls mean you're guaranteed. I'm just, you know, what has he done for the sport? And um, he, he was awesome for so many years and the identity of the Chargers. So um, definitely slam dunk there. For the Dodgers, you better get uh, Trevor Bauer because San Diego is making some major moves with you, Darvish, yep. with Blake Snell. Yep. And guess what? Um, right now their pitching staff is better than the Dodgers. So, you know, if the Dodgers want to go checkmate, they're going to sign Trevor Bauer because you need to keep them in the rearview mirror. What do yep. you guys think? Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. It's funny because we were talking about that. We were going to discuss that a little later, but we can talk about it now. Clinton, you and I do believe that the Padres are a legitimate threat in the division to this Dodgers team, right? Like, you're all in Absolutely. on that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, listen, the Dodgers were a legitimate threat last season. You know, we saw how hot it got between those two franchises, and this was just sort of the beginning of their little new budding rivalry. They go out and they make the additions that they make in terms of they've been – Greg, the most active team in baseball this offseason. So even, as George likes to say, as Dodger boy, you have to acknowledge that they are making moves that have improved that team to the point that the Dodgers have to pay attention. Now, do I think that that means you bring on Trevor Bauer just because the Padres did something? No, but it means that you got somebody right there in the rear view. Objects in the mirror might be larger than they appear. That is the situation right <laughs> yes, now for San Diego and the Dodgers. Absolutely. It's funny. I actually used that analogy like a few weeks ago, and then Greg the <laughs> Dismisser didn't want to hear it. Now, Greg the Dismisser, go ahead. Look, I honestly think that they did do a great job in the offseason and bringing in a lot of good talent. They're, they are a much improved team from a, a team that was already very good. All I'm saying is that I think that when you were saying that they're a threat to the Dodgers, the Dodgers had one of the best teams in Dodger history, period. And basically everybody is back and has and they're all with under 30 years old for the most part, except for like a couple guys. And they're still really young and they still have a great farm system. And there's still a lot of really good guys coming up and down throughout that. I just don't see how an all-time great team is going to be worried about any type of team right now. It's well, let me ask you this. Don't you, think, don't you think that the Astros, the Cubs, the Red Sox all felt like they had all-time great teams and young teams with a great pipeline and all that? They felt that too, and they didn't repeat. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, all I'm saying is baseball is weird, especially over 162 games. Like, and, and you know, and, and forget about that, right? Like, because maybe the Dodgers do win in the regular season. But the difference between the marathon and the sprint, that's where the randomness really begins, is in the playoffs. So all it takes is one bad hop. Right? Look, man, I was there in 2003 when Alex Gonzalez booted the ball at Wrigley Field and everything spiraled and the Bartman thing happened. Like, that stuff happens like that in, this, in, a, in a blink of an eye. And, and that's all it takes, Greg. Like, it doesn't mean that great teams um, won't continue to be great teams. The Dodgers are trying to ex extend their window as long as possible, not to compare them directly with the Braves, but that's what the Braves in theory wanted to do. Unfortunately, they only got one title out of it. But that's the goal in baseball. Extend your window as long as you can and gobble up as many as you can. But it's hard to gobble up more than one, particularly back-to-back. -back. Sure, and I'm not, I'm not trying to dismiss any of that, by the way. I actually agree. The playoffs in baseball are the most random playoffs in all of sports. Anything can happen in that, and it's always just a crapshoot. But 
to say that the Dodgers should be like looking through their rearview mirror or being worried about the Padres, I just we haven't seen them do anything yet that made it so that the Dodgers should be worried about them just because of how great they are already. And during the regular season, yes, they should still win that division and they still should win it pretty much going away. Hold on, let me ask you something. Would be not winning the division would that strike you as a failure even if they still made the playoffs? If they still made the playoffs and they still won, I would be totally fine. No, 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 it's no, just no. Like, Forget about if they still won the World Series. I just mean, I let's just say play. at the end of the regular season, the Padres are NL West champions, but the Dodgers are still in the playoffs. Are you going to look at that as like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened? Probably not, though, right? No, no. It's all about the World Series at this okay. point. You, yeah. That's all I care about. L- let's go to Brad, uh, who's next. Brad, what's up? So, uh, the thing I was wondering is, uh, who was there earlier that was saying that Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer? Greg. It's always me. Greg, Greg, talk to me, man. I mean, what are you talking about here? So do you think Eli's a Hall of Famer? I think he is going to become a Hall of Famer because people are going to give him the two rings. I don't think that he is better than Philip. Well, they didn't Rivers, give him though. the two rings. He won the two <laughs> rings. He saying, won right? the two rings. That's Okay, but hold on here. Greg's point is reasonable on that front. What he's saying is that even if he had his druthers, Eli wouldn't get in either. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm understanding that. That I will stand with you on. Right. He doesn't deserve to be in just because he has two rings. No, Greg agrees with that part. Yes, I agree. That's what but, he's saying. Okay, but right, he is saying. a crazy person not thinking Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Greg's probably thinking okay. Drew Brees is a top ten. All right, buddy. Thank you. Um, we appreciate yeah. it. Let's get a team call going on there. That was that was ambitious. Yeah, he was listening back. That's what it was. Um, KJ in LA. KJ, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Man, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, I got two things real quick. First on Philip Rivers. I do not think I'm going to go with you, Greg. I do not think Phillip Rivers is a, is a Hall of Famer. I'm going to tell you why. Eli Manning, the first caller brought up Eli Manning, two Super Bowls, one MVP. The Manning name on the back of the jersey. That's prestigious. That'll get you into the Hall of Fame. Secondly, this Bradley Bill garbage. Oh, oh, and real quick, real quick with Eli, the name that comes to mind, Dan Marino did not win a Super Bowl, but bona fide Hall of Famer, 2005. Now, let me get on Bradley Bill. This garbage I'm hearing about Bradley Bill, this, this is a ridiculous trade. Would never happen. Would never happen. The Lakers are not looking in the rear view. We are the best. We've been the best franchise probably in all of sports, definitely basketball. And to quote my man Ric Flair, woo, to be the man, you got to beat the man, baby. The Lakers are beating themselves. We have gotten better after winning the championship. And that's all we're thinking about, not looking in the rear view. Thank you, fellas. All right, KJ, be oh, safe. Even um, in the playoffs two years ago. What are we doing? Okay. Go, just, yeah. just say but, anything. But he is right in the in this regard. Like, we're in agreement. Like, it's an unnecessary thing. Like, this, yes, this, sure. Adding Bradley Beal. I, I don't think you need that to win a championship this year. No, but the Lakers came back from a lot to get to where they are now. So they it's did. not completely. They had the six or seven worst years in, fran- in the franchise's Absolutely. history. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then I arrived and LeBron got here. So there you go. Weird. Yeah. Weird. There you go. He just followed me over here. Um, so anyway, you know, you're welcome. Uh, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. All right. We'll ask Ramona about this ridiculous Bradley Beal rumor by, uh, hold on. Let me make sure I get the, uh, the outlet correct. The NBA Analysis Network. Such a great name. Unfortunately, probably terrible information. Nonetheless, worth discussing with Ramona, who will join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, We will ask her. Let's get into this Adam Silver situation. So Adam Silver is 
attempting to pull something off with the league that I think is a bit dicey. So we'll touch on that with Ramona. Clinton is hanging out today in for LZ. We are back in three and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedan on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Happy to have Clinton Yates aboard today. Hello, Clinton Yates. What up? Shodanly. Oh man, this do you remember this? Like how how, how drunk were you when this part when this song was playing in the oh, bar? Because man. I feel like this is like peak like like midnight, one o'clock, right? This like, is a banger. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. by the time this song comes on, if you are not ready to hit the dance floor, you're not doing it right. Because it's not hard to do. No. As they say in a song, I can shoulder lean. I don't know how to dance though. That's right. for sure. And this is like we're moving beyond just whatever cocktails or beer you were having. This is in the shots territory. We have gone from guns. We have switched to missiles. Absolutely. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> I heard Brianna's laughing there. Brianna oh, sounds like yeah. you had some experience with oh, this song. For sure, man. Who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, so Momo is going to join us in a second. Now, Bergman was, I, I, you know, to my surprise. Now, Karen Kay is not talking to Bergman anymore uh, because of the Philip Rivers take, our, uh, our, our great traffic uh, person. But, uh, you know, I doubted Bergman could dance. And there was, uh, you know, because he sent us a, a video and it wasn't as it wasn't terrible. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. But uh, but, you know, Karen did say he could dance. So. Bergman was the shoulder lean in the repertoire is the question. I mean, you kind of no. know that wasn't no. the answer. No, because I will put you on the spot and you do not want to end up on the Internet shoulder leaning if you can't shoulder lean. That's not what's going on. I was, yeah. yeah, it was not my thing. No, I love the song. I'll say no on that. I love the song. We got a poll question, though, by the we way. We do. Oh, tell us what the poll question is. So yeah. we were talking about this earlier. Trevor Bauer. UCLA grad, Golden Spikes winner from Southern California. The Dodgers are considering picking up Trevor Bauer. On the poll, at ESPN Los Angeles, do you want Trevor Bauer on the Dodgers? Yes or no? Very simple. The poll is brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're ever injured in an accident, call Sweet James Accident Attorneys, available 24-7. Visit sweetjames.com. I place my reservations about Trevor Bauer. It's mainly a personality thing. It is not a talent thing. Oh, definitely not a talent thing. I mean, there's no doubt about that. At but all. Um, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm all about putting off the most talent uh, you can on the roster. But when you look at this Dodgers roster, and Momo's going to join us here any second, she's on a very important call. Uh, and you know, listen, Momo's whole life is on a very important call. Like that's just that's what happens. Her life is far NBA more insider. important than ours, than ours yeah. at this point. Uh, but let's look at this this rotation as we speak, even prior to a potential Trevor Bauer move. Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, David Price, Dustin May, Julio Urias, and there's still Tony Gonsolin in there, uh, kind of as a starter, right? Like, yeah, those are six guys. If you bring in Bauer. Like, what are you doing there? Like, are, well, and Somebody's got to go at that point. And I think that the David Price element here is the big forgotten factor because he didn't play last season. Right. You know, he came over and he opted out, which, you know, veteran 
obviously the COVID situation was something that I think a lot of players, you know, looked at and were like, I'm not really sure. You know, we think about the Freddie Freeman element, you know, mm-hmm. that guy was next to death, you yeah. know what I'm saying, decided to come back and it, you know, sort of worked out for him in terms of why he did it. But I completely understood why David Price opted out. But him coming back at that age with that experience as a winner, yeah. but with less tread on the tires than if he had pitched the entire season, I, uh, to me, David Price is effectively another offseason pickup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you don't necessarily have to blow up your staff. That's the cool part about this situation is that they won and they've got an arm with experience and talent that knows how to win. I, I To me, I, this is why I don't need a Trevor Bauer necessarily at this point. Yeah, I actually think that here's what I would do. I would I, – I, if I bring in Bauer, which I'm in favor of, I would move one of those guys to the either setup or closer role or split the closer role. Like, go old school. Remember the 86 Mets had Roger McDowell and Jesse Orosco, right hand, left hand? Like, let's go. Yeah, you, Kenley? You went old school twin double barrel closers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, I mean, hell, the Reds had the nasty boys. You know what That's I'm true. saying? Like, you know, That's like – like let let's go. Like in Would the that 80s, be Udias to you? Yeah, Udias lefty righty. Give me Udias yep. and Kenley. That's okay. what I want. I don't hate that. You know what I mean? I don't hate that at all. I just I just for me, I don't think that the Dodgers or Dodgers fans need to look at this like there's some dearth at the at, at the pitching position. No. That's just not even the case. No, no. I do think their infield situation is a little interesting with uh Justin Turner wanting four years. Um that's a lot for a guy who's thirty six or thirty seven years old. Extremely a lot. And it's also a lot for a guy who kinda went out on a weird note last year. Right. Where it's like, bro, you know what? Might be time. But I mean I realize that Justin Turner's a guy also who's very well liked um, as a fan favorite, and for good reason. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Justin Turner's been around this community for a long time, but four years to me is about two years too many if, you're, if we're being real on what, what makes sense for a contract for him. Totally, especially for a guy having to play third base. And here's the thing. Andrew Friedman, you know, in historically has not been, and most great GMs in baseball uh, are like this, they don't pay for past performance. They pay for future performance. So now, granted, Clayton Kershaw was probably the one exception to that sure. rule because, you know, he's arguably... A generational uh, player. Right. The, the greatest uh, regular season pitcher we've ever seen, right? And, you know, him and Koufax are the two best pitchers you've probably ever had, right? So I, I think that that was maybe even an ownership call, perhaps. Right. But... Like, I just don't see a lot of that. Like, Justin Turner, to your point, uh, great teammate, great contributor. I, I don't know if you make that move and go till he's 40 or plus or 40 plus um, just because he, you know, he's had some good years here. Like, I don't think he's a generational player. No, like and also, it, that's the difficult thing. And, Greg, I think we've talked about this before. That's the difficult thing about winning is that it's almost not even what you do with like everything else is deciding who you don't want to keep anymore now that you've won. You know what I mean? Like who who is worth dropping now that you've succeeded with the goal? And I, I think Turner in many ways might be that person. As much as it sort of pains a, a Dodgers fan to see that, like sometimes you got to remember what you're there for. That's to win. You know, and if you win and somebody's asking for something that you don't think that they deserve after you've already won, it's like, all right, well, you can take your ring and, you know, keep it moving. You know, thank you and God bless. And I think that's, that's the situation that we might be in, Greg. Maybe I'm missing something. Is, is, is Turner a huge loss, in your opinion, to so, yeah, what, Turner, what the Dodgers are? The, Turner's a bigger loss, not even so much for what he does on the field, which he still does. He's still got, he's still got a bat. He's still the leader in an all-time postseason home runs, postseason hits, postseason basically everything. He's that great of a player for the Dodgers in the postseason. Right. But at the same time, his skills have 
severely diminished at third base defensively. Um, he's not really hitting home runs like he used to, so he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the pop. If we, if the DH does move over here, maybe you can move him, but that's, you know, is he? St- that's usually typically for a guy that's a big bopper, right? Yeah, so, right. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think that he plays that role very well. No. Now, Momo's here. So, Momo, before we even get into basketball, let's just finish off this segment, talk some baseball with you. Um, yeah, I love baseball. Yeah, of course. And thank you for joining us, as you do every Wednesday at this time. Um, so, uh Let's start with the Justin Turner thing and then go backwards to the Trevor Bauer thing that's out there. Uh, Justin Turner, four years, 40 million. It just seems too much for me for a guy at that stage of his career. And and in baseball, you you can't reward, you know, you can't pay a contract out for past performance. Like it just, it will hinder. I I know it's not capped, but I, I just think that these teams operate with kind of their own version of a salary cap in most cases. And, and I, I, right. I don't feel like that is something that the Dodgers should do because it, it just feels like it goes everything against what Andrew Friedman believes in. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's kind of like when we get to that discussion of how much does character and chemistry matter. Right. So I think he's so important for that clubhouse. I think he's so important for the spirit of that team. Um, but I also used to think that about AJ Ellis. Okay. Do you remember AJ Ellis, yeah, the, the catcher, catcher who yeah. was like Clayton Kershaw's dude and he was like his personal catcher and he's basically like um you know like he was like the the clubhouse you know sage right and then just like one year they let him go it was like oh man they're really gonna miss aj ellis right and the truth was they were fine no (laughs) austin barnes became aj ellis yeah Yeah. (laughs) austin barnes became it and it's like it's it's like i think sometimes character totally matters i think it you know but but there is a limit to how much you put on that, you know. And they just got a huge. They just they're paying four hundred million dollars for character. His name is Mookie Betts, right? Like, <laughs> like you know. I mean, he's amazing. And so like JT is awesome and great. But to me, I think you can go three years. I I care less about how much money it is because I think you can always afford it. I think, you know, if you want to, right? I mean, all those deals, like the Mookie Betts deal, as much as great as he is, are we going to be saying this about him in year eight? <laughs> you know, in that deal, right, like, right. you know, like Pujols right now, Bryce Te- Bryce Harper, Mike Tra- even Mike Trout, we might not be thinking that's a good deal at the end of that deal, right? So I, I, I think it's just more of, do you need to save that money to do extensions for Corey Seager and um, what's his fate? And, Cody uh, Bellinger. Yeah. You know, Cody Bellinger. I mean, do you need to save that money to lock those? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Guys up. Um, and how much will his loss affect character of in, in that clubhouse? And how much does that matter? What, one quick one before we go to break. Uh, Trevor Bauer, a lot of rumors, a lot of smoke with him in the Dodgers. Um, yep. I, I'm in. Clinton is not. You can break the tie. I even <laughs> say, you know what? If you bring him in, put Urias in the bullpen, you go lefty-righty closer situations oh. with him and Kenley, and let's go. Oh. 
I'm in. I think it's, look, Walker Bueller's got that blister thing, and we saw the Rich Hill saga. I mean, it's literally like it was like Blisterville. Like, it was like it was like a <laughs> sitcom or something. Like, every damn, you know, week, it was like, what's going to happen with the blister, right? And, like, those things just, like, don't necessarily go away, you know? Like, they don't necessarily get better. I think we're all, we got all this fancy glue and all that stuff. I worry about that long term, especially for a guy his age, right? Um, the, the callus, the blister, whatever. It just seems like it's always going to be something he has to manage. Um, I, you know, Dustin May, all those other guys. Like, I, I think like they're great, but like Trevor Bauer is a Cy Young. I mean, he's and 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 it, anybody to take a little pressure off of it, the aging Clayton Kershaw and the and the young, you know, what they they won last year because they would pitch their guys, you know, four or five innings. All right, so, nine. Yeah, yeah. But, all right, so let's take a break. I want Clinton to yeah. kind of give you his reasoning on the other side. Yep. Plus, we've got a yeah. lot of NBA stuff to get with you, okay? Oh, so, man. Adam yeah. Silver is out there talking about some stuff that's got people a little worried, uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a ridiculous Laker rumor for you, okay? And I preface it Ooh. by saying it is ridiculous. Um, but I love that. This is what we have you here <laughs> for, right? To, yeah. to discuss these yeah. ridiculous rumors. So we've got all okay. that coming up. Stick around. Momo's here. Clint Yates is here. Yep. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN, back in three minutes. Sedano and LZ, Clint Yates hanging out today. It is a Momo day every Wednesday. At this time, Momo hangs out with us. So, uh, Clinton, before we get in, dive into the NBA, Momo mm-hmm. and I are in on Trevor Bauer uh, on this hot rumor for the Dodgers. Yep. Uh, give Momo your reasoning, which I think is sound, uh, for why not. So it's two pronged. It's two pronged, Momo. Number one is that Trevor, as we know, is one of the more sort of out there characters of uh, Major League Baseball, to say the very least. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's yeah. something that I think is an element for a team that I believe cares a lot more about the unity of this team as far as who they are than the average MLB baseball team. I feel like dropping somebody like him into a clubhouse like that. Is it necessarily the easiest blend? And also this, people forget about David Price because, hello, David Price didn't play true. last season. You know, and yeah, to me, he is as much of a I did forget about pickup. David Price. Right, that's You're what right. I'm saying. He's like him. an off-season right. pickup yeah. in a lot of ways that, like, to me, he was yeah. already there. He's a veteran who knows how to win. I just don't feel that those combinations of things make it a priority for me to add a guy like Trevor Bauer, who's kind of a wild card on a lot of levels. That's just not something I would do with this kind of makeup of this kind of franchise. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think that players like Trevor Bauer, who is unquestioned, I think he's a great player. And I think he really wants to win. And he showed me a lot last year, you know, coming back, pitching on short rest, like a bunch of times in a row with the Reds as they were trying to get in the playoffs and like, you know, go nine innings. I think the guy wants to win. So like, to me, I don't care about the, you know, the the Twitter stuff. I think that's fun. And I don't, you know, like, like he just wants, I think he'll thrive in a a place where like, they all want to win. Like, they've been winning, and they want to keep winning. So, like, I, I, I you know, it's kind of like the LeBron effect. Like, in basketball, you worry about the Deion Waiters and the J.R. Smiths and all that. And you're like, yeah, but they got LeBron. He'll keep them in line. And if they mess <laughs> right. up, they're gone. Bye. You yeah. know? I mean, yeah. that just seems like – but I, the only – I mean, the persuasive argument to me is it just never really makes that much sense to spend a ton of money on a pitcher long term. You know, the Dodgers have held pretty firm to that. 
over the years. They've that you know, I think Kershaw did a was it five or six initially. Um and then he opted out and redid it, you know, added a couple of years to it. But like they you know, that was the whole thing with Zach Ranke. They didn't give him the sixth year. And it turned I think they probably did the right thing there. And it there's just yeah. something about pitchers and their arms that like over the court you know, I think if you hey, I'd rather give him one year and forty five million than, you know, <laughs> 10 years and 320 or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, I'd rather yeah. do that, Bumble. but that's not what he wants. So, Bumbo, I do want to get into the Lakers, but before we get into that, um, and we can maybe do that in the next segment, um, but Adam Silver has kind of thrown the idea around about NBA players getting the vaccine almost like as a PSA, like a public service um, yep. to get others to be in and buy in on the vaccine um where, where what are you hearing about that and where are you on that so this is a conversation i've been having with agents around the league for the past i don't know month or two ever since the vaccine has been you know okay this is really gonna go right like this is gonna happen and it reminds me a lot about the discussion that we had around testing where the nba didn't want to jump the line but Adam Silver and the calls with lawyer and that lawyer and his calls with the board of governors and GMs and all that. He said, he goes, just, just hang with me here. There's going to be a sweet spot where the testing capacity is going to increase to where it's not even going to be a political issue anymore for us. It's just going to be, you know, us trying to, you know, we, we just have to, um, you know, try to do whatever we can right to, to get this, um, you know, like it'll be a sweet spot. And he was right. Like when they finally, you know, set up the bubble and got everything rolling, like the, the testing capacity around the country was enough. They weren't taking away tests from first responders and, and healthcare workers, they were fine. And so I think that that's really, um, I think it's gonna be the same thing with a vaccine. I think by the time this comes around to NBA players, it'll probably be a month or two from now and our capacity for vaccinating people is gonna be enough to where it's not like they're jumping the line. And I've talked to a lot of agents. I said, you know, I, you guys should get your players to do this because there is so much hesitancy and resistance. And when you see like, you know what? Like I'm gonna take the vaccine. I've done a lot of reading about it. Um, I feel like it's safe, but it makes me feel better that like Fauci took it. It makes me feel better that Hank Aaron took it. It makes me feel better that, you know, that all the, Every time you see other people take it, they don't have horrible effects. Like we've seen a little bit where now if they were going to have, you know, long term or like, you know, more complicated reactions, like we would have seen that already. Um, and so, like, I really think that, like, there's so many people that don't that have the answer. Like, I'll take the vaccine, but I don't want to take it first. I want to see how it goes first. There's so many people with that. Hey, when you see LeBron get that, you're going to be like, all right. <laughs> right. Like, it's so yeah. important. To, to instill confidence and like i'll just be real about this like i just think that you know this is so layered okay there's you know clinton you know this like there's a there's a if you go all the way back to the tuskegee experiments right mm -hmm. when they were injecting people with like the syphilis vaccine or syphilis or something i mean there's a lot of mistrust in the african-american community about vaccines and injections and and it's something that i think the nba is aware of they want to figure out how they can help um, and I do think that would help. So I think there's a compelling public health argument. And, and I think it will line up with the, the timing of like our scaling up of the vaccine anyway.
I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that, but here's what I said and we talked about this on around the horn today, which is that I don't I, this message doesn't feel right being sort of spoken not down to but kind of I, I don't I, a bit yeah. condescendingly by by Adam Silver. It's like yo, if LeBron comes out and says this on his own, yeah, like that's yeah, fine. Good point. But I, I don't I don't need Silver being like, oh yeah, by the way, you know we can do this and it can help a lot of people. Like yo, bro, we're all here to make our own decisions anyway. And like it feels like you're kind of showing us the, the trick as a magi- as a magician when like that's mm-hmm. not what we want. You know what I'm saying? It's like either let people know that as a public service announcement, players have made their own choices to get vaccinated as a yeah. matter of example, as opposed to this kind of weird, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to call it a bait and switch, but a bit of a, a sort of a shell game where it's like, well, it could help people if they see us, but maybe we're not cutting the line, but actually it'll be all good. Like, it's just a little too complicated in terms of what they're presenting. Like, if they want to do this as players, let them come out and say it the same way they came out and said every single thing they had to say about all the political stuff and all of the other things regarding the social activism. Let them mm-hmm. lead. When this case, the the silver comes out and says it as the commissioner it feels it, it feels a little bit more patronizing than it needs to and it's already a very tough topic for a lot of people in america never mind black folks that's, it feels corporate. that's my issue with yeah, it. It yeah. yeah well it also feels a little like you know this is an issue that every workplace is going to struggle with okay right. because if you're in an office and you're running this office like the way vaccines work is that everybody has to do it if we don't or 70 percent right. of us have to do it at least right like we can't do this like with 30 percent of the people getting vaccinated it's still it's not going to work like you got to get to herd immunity so but do can office people can like your job require you to take the vaccine can that you know like that i, I don't can i don't know the them? i don't, I don't know, know the civil I mean, that that. Was, and i think well i mean think about it with kids like george you know this with your kids yeah. like they require immunization in order to, to go, go to school, school. like I it's know. a requirement so i think it's going to be the same kind of thing with this but Everybody has to find their way to it on their own terms. And Clint, I get your point. Like, it'd be nice if a player said that first, you know? Yeah. And I think it will be like that. I just think Adam was asked the question. And he That's fair, it, but honestly. it's going to, I think a lot so, of people know, are going to feel like LeBron or whoever is going to get coaxed into this by silver and if right. people feel that way then they're not going to be any more trustworthy than they in fact might be less trustworthy you yeah, know what i'm saying because of the this, way it goes let me on. see this for lebron lebron ain't gonna do anything because adam silver tells him right to. that is true no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's not about lebron doing it or not it's about whether or not they find out you know that like perhaps somebody was forced to say something or do something that wasn't necessarily what they wanted to do what if lebron said i ain't taking it how about that you know what i mean like what would the nba do then i don't know yeah all right yeah let, let, let's discuss that a little later um, I do want to have there's there's a ridiculous yeah I'm waiting for the ridiculous stuff the ridiculous Laker rumor trade rumor right. out there we are gonna ask Momo we're gonna get her thoughts NBA insider extraordinaire uh, and we've got a lot of Lakers stuff to get into uh, stuff AD said stuff Vogel has said here in the last 24 hours uh, about the Warriors game and the Milwaukee game all come we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Up. All right, Greg, here's what we're going to do on this one, because Momo's here, Clint Yates is here. 
We are going to slide what you need to know a little bit because we need to talk about this ridiculous Lakers deal. So, Momo, I was yeah. scouring the internet today, okay? You and do that. I know you do. I, I, you know I do. I, I find content in the deepest regions of the internet. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're all about the bro Bible. And, Let's go. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I came across a thing on Twitter that said Bradley Beal to the Lakers. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. You know, I, I know it's not Momo because okay. she would have texted me, right? I, I haven't gotten a woe yeah. to Shams alert. Like, who? Like, is this Haynes? Yeah. Is it Stein? Who's reporting this? And then yeah. I look, and it's according to the NBA Analysis Network. And I say to myself, hmm, the NBA Analysis Network. That sounds very professional. I love the name what of the that? website. Yeah. Because, first of all, you know, NBA Twitter is so, uh, you know, hipster that they complain about the content that we give them and they want more analysis, deeper analysis. So I figured, whoa, NBA Analysis Network, maybe this is what they, what they yeah. want. This is like the hipster NBA network. And then I come across the actual trade package. This music the, is amazing, by the way. I, I love okay, it. This ahead. is tremendous production. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. love, thank you to Briones. Uh, I love that the NBA yeah. Analysis Network then... I dug deep, deep into their website to see what they were, what the offer was, and allegedly the NBA Analysis Network says the Lakers have targeted Bradley Beal, and the trade would include a package consisting of guards Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Dennis Schroeder and forward Kyle Kuzma, and not to be outdone, a first-round selection in each of the years 2022 and 2027. Um. I feel like that seems ridiculous to me. Like Brad Beal, if Drew Holiday, okay, who is not Bradley Beal, yeah, is going for three first rounders and two functional NBA players, I feel like Brad Beal is going for more than no disrespect to KCP, Dennis Schroeder, and Kyle Kuzma and uh, two first rounders. I mean, look, I don't like to, you know, I know, and nobody aggregate her. You're just giving your opinion. I mean. I just think the Lakers like what they have. Like, would they Thank like you. Brad Bill? Hell yeah. I mean, Bradley Beal's really good. He's a really good shooter. He, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, that sounds like a team that would win for a long time. That sounds like the co-star you want to pair with Anthony Davis. Yo, let's go, right? Like, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, but it. I'm telling you, if, if Bradley Beal is available, okay, um, they're going to be a lot better offers for Bradley Beal than that. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. And, There's going to be yeah. 29 teams interested in Bradley yeah. Beal. Right. I, st- I still I mean, think George is-, is acting as a chaos agent here because the, right now the Lakers do not need Bradley Beal. They don't. Okay? They were the best team in the league last year. They got better, and they're still the best team in the league. They can wait for so him to get off his contract and sign him flat out. You know what I mean? When they're actually okay, in the next phase of what they want to do. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. All right. The Lakers are at a really interesting juncture. Mm. Before Anthony Davis and LeBron did their extensions, the word on the street was that the Lakers were trying to position themselves to acquire another young star to pair with Anthony Davis after LeBron retired, right? Sure. And somebody a little younger, somebody who can AD can grow with. But then, you know, maybe even this summer, like when Kawhi comes on, the, you know, is a free agent or Giannis, we were, at the time it was Giannis, right? That was kind of like the, there was, that was what you were hearing, right? But I think that the more you have been, uh, the you know, look, the, then AD and LeBron decided they wanted to lock it up, 
They wanted to put a ring on it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that took away all their salary cap space. They don't have a lot of flexibility. Then they went and traded for Dennis Schroeder and then immediately offered him an extension, which he has to pass on because it's signed a much bigger one later. But like, I think Dennis Schroeder is their guy that they're going to commit money to. Then they signed the extension with Kuzma. So like all the money that you would theoretically like be saving for a free agent is now gone to Schroeder and Kuzma and, and KCP. They've all signed like, you know, very manageable contracts. I thought the Lakers did a really good job yeah. in signing those guys to contracts you can live with and also that you can trade with. So I am not going to say that that is out of the question. I think that those are all contracts that a team that was trading a superstar like a Bradley Beal would want because these are guys they're going to keep for a while, right? The problem is, is that none of you're not getting a star back for a star. Correct. Right? Unless you think Schroeder's a star, or Kuzma's a star, and they just Nate. need to, you know, their own team or whatever it is. But Brad Beal, if, if if Washington decides they need to trade him, like let's say the season just goes off the rails, you know, he might ask for a trade. They might decide we got to do this if he's not going to sign a longer-term deal. It could definitely happen. There are going to be a lot of suitors. And I don't think the Lakers have the best package. Right. I, I, I agree. Clinton actually just believes that they should just be happy because they have the deepest and best team in the league. <laughs> I mean, how many yeah, times do, do you right get now. to say that? How many times do you get to say that? Yeah. And I guess my point is is that, okay, like let's say, sure, the, the Wizards season is a dumpster fire already, and for reasons that are more than just their health situations, which is very unfortunate, right. and I wish the best to everybody involved. From a basketball standpoint, it's not good. I, I don't know that you can't just – look – I don't know that you can't just wait if you're the Lakers. You know what I mean? He comes off that deal in the season and a half. It's not. It's not as if they don't. They're not going to have the same bargaining power in terms of draw that they would have then. I mean, if he forces a trade and goes somewhere, that's a different story. But even if he gets traded, you don't know that he's going to want to extend with whoever he goes to. I, I just think, to me, at this yeah. point, if you're the Lakers, you're already good enough. You just won the title. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me to be. Uh, thinking about, not thinking about, but like sort of just throwing it out there as, as to who may go in order to replace them with Beal when what you have is miles better than most other teams in this league. Well, and here's the big, this is the question for them for the next couple of years, okay? LeBron is still awesome. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like trading on this, like we got to lean on LeBron as long as he's awesome and he wants to play. But you also got to have like the next guy ready to go or you also have to be planning for the future you know which is anthony is built around anthony davis who signed a five-year deal so right he's he extends out past lebron and you know but the thing that i think a lot of teams the nba have made a mistake doing and the lakers because they make so much money on that tv deal because they are such a um you know a profitable franchise like they don't have that that financial pull to make these decisions but they don't have to sell out the chance to win now. Like you could have a bad year, you know, like if let's say LeBron falls off in two years, two years is when he falls off. He's not awesome anymore. He's still really good, but he's not like MVP. And you're starting to think, okay, now's the time we really need to do something for AD, you know, to like build, to get the next guy lined up. You're going to have more information on Kuz. You're going to have more information on Schroeder. You're going to, you can, you can take your time. Plus, I mean, Pelicans have their draft, you know, pretty locked up. They got the Lakers draft kind of, you know, <laughs> like they have so many of their picks for, you know, the next right. few years. But, like, they don't have to sell out today 
for the to, to secure tomorrow. And that's what the benefit of that Anthony Davis contract is, right? Like yes. he, he gave them that security, you know, after he goes out two years beyond LeBron. So they got a little bit of time to figure it out. This isn't going to be like a Kobe situation where Kobe's last two years were bad and then it set them back two or three years because they couldn't completely bottom out, right? Like, like the, you know, it was the, and it took a couple of years to like reload and draft and get the you know top five picks, right? And then trade them off for another star, right? Like they don't necessarily have to do that because they have AD, like they have they already have the run, right. they already have one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, let yeah. let's uh, let's continue this discussion on the other side. Plus, I have a Clipper question for you because uh, oh, I feel allowed? like there is okay. pr- there is pressure on them to disp- <laughs> you know a, an enormous amount of pressure on them that's not being discussed enough. Uh, so we'll okay. get to that. And I have an anniversary that's coming Ooh. up on Friday here in the NBA that I want to get your thoughts on, Momo, Clinton's thoughts on. We'll have that on the other side. And Laker fans are going to want to talk about this anniversary. So stick around. We'll be back in three minutes, plus what you need to know. 710 ESPN.